Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Something happens to you when you leave this town. Farther away, the hazier it all gets. But me, I never left. I remember all of it. We made an oath. I swear. If it isn't dead, if it ever comes back, we'll come back to you. We didn't stop it. Pennywise. We can't let it happen again. Hello. For 27 years, I dreamt of you. I craved you. I missed you. We need to finish. For good. I've seen all of us die. It consumes us from the inside. Until we don't have a choice anymore. You lied. Gotta be fucking kidding me. And I'm Sebastian. Gotta be fucking kidding me. (laughs) And I'm Alex. Sometimes we are what we wish we could forget. (laughs) And let's kill this fucking clown. I'm Andy Schossler. (laughs) You ruined it. it. (laughs) And welcome to our review of It Chapter 2. We're a bit late, but here we are. (laughs) It didn't take us 27 years, though, so we're doing bloody fine on my note. You're welcome. Pennywise. Alrighty, so um, bit of a funny one because Alex won't have you weren't actually here for the it chapter one. Yeah, never review. seen it. Never seen it ever. No, you've seen it before, haven't you? Yeah, no, I did. Do you remember what are your memories of that one? Because no, you haven't had a chance to rewatch it prior, have you? Um, I remember there being a clown and him being in a sewer and going, "Hello, Georgie. Do you I mean, like balloons, Georgie?" And then the kid. Decides to, you know, try and take a balloon from a clown in a sewer that obviously the balloon's not gonna fit out of the little gap. It was a it was a boat. It was the little the little paper boat. Didn't he have a balloon as well? Oh, he has balloons all the other times, but this time I mean maybe, maybe he had a balloon in there, but he was offering him the boat back. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, that's how long ago I watched it, I don't remember. Yep. Um, so yeah, idiot kid. Um dies, obviously. Good. Yeah. It is 
Good plot point. It is kind of funny. We'll talk about it. I like how they play like a kid meeting a strange clown in the original film back in the 80s with a kid meeting a strange clown set in 2016 with a little girl at the baseball game. Yes. And it's just like, oh, stranger danger. Nope. Yeah, I actually really like that scene. It was a great scene. Until it ruined it. Oh, well, okay, which we'll is, talk. Which is what these It films all do. They set up a really nice scene, a really nice idea. It's kind of creepy, it's kind of subtle, it's it's underplayed a little bit, you don't know what's going on. And then out comes the, the Photoshop guy with his with his CGI skills and he creates some sort of stupid, horrible mess on screen and it just ruins the whole scene. I think the I And mean, that's the punchline. It's building up to that and it ruins it. I think the clown teeth aren't the worst case of CGI in this film. No, but they're bad. Uh, I'm grading on a scale today. And trust me, the clown teeth are at the they're on they're on the honor roll end of the scale. They're getting a free a free ride into my college comparatively. If, if, if I'm going to preface my verdict uh, later on a little bit, it's that everything is sort of undone. At the end of every at the end of every scene where it's where it's got its little mini climax, everything at that point is undone because of a stupid CGI climax. That's my biggest complaint about these mm. films. I'll have a similar thing to say. But okay. Yeah. We've all gone to the cinemas to see this because it's it yes. is a new film. Ooh. Except yeah, no, Alex, I did. <laughs> who broke the law. <gasps> no, yeah. no. I went to Good. three cinemas. No, <laughs> so I had to go see this with my sister uh, because I'm a big Freddy cat who hates horror movies uh, and uh, is 100% uh, not seen this by myself. My wife is legitimately scared of clowns and spiders. So there's good reason for her to avoid this franchise, especially this, this half of the franchise. Yeah. Um, so... We did that. We went on like a Saturday afternoon at a local okay. shopping center, just a chum side for those that are that are you know, playing the game at home. Oh, and it was fairly. Well, I actually didn't pay, and I think I still have to pay her back. <laughs> Luckily, hey, Maria, she doesn't listen to she the podcast. Hundred percent does. <laughs> Hi, Maria. One day, anyway. Um, uh, so it was fairly. It wasn't like a full full crowd. Like I know we normally go out and seeing superhero movies, all the bigger blockbustery yeah. things, and they're normally quite dense, but it was maybe like 20 odd people in the cinema. Okay. And it was- During the day on a Saturday? Yeah, it was at like midday-ish from okay. memory. Ooh, but so around 12. Thereabouts. <laughs> I'm trying to remember now because I had a really big weekend that week at that time. Right. But yeah, it was about that time. Oh yeah. So it was a good time. I went to see, I took advantage of um, a day off on Tuesday and cheap Tuesday Ooh, cinema tickets. Nice. Which is nicely universal. I don't know if it's just a Brisbane thing or a Queensland thing or an Australia thing or maybe even a worldwide thing, but probably not, of $8 movie tickets on Tuesdays. Huh. One show that I listen to, whenever they got one of the hosts doesn't want to see a movie, he always goes to a Tuesday matinee. Because it's always <laughs> empty and cheap. Well, well, that's in the states. I went to a first to a f the first yeah. session on, on on Tuesday morning, ten o'clock, and I was the only one in the cinema. Okay. In fact, when I got in there, it was pitch black. I think the the cinema <laughs> attendants hadn't even turned on the lights, expecting nobody to come. Because I kind of just I didn't book my ticket. I showed up and paid mm. for it at the counter. I got How in there. dare you? <laughs> oh. I, I got in there, it was this pitch black, and my immediate thought was, oh no, the cinema and the and the distributors have planned some sort of stupid jump scare as a part of a uh, marketing <laughs> ploy or, mm. or whatever. Oh. So I was on guard would immediately. would have been a better experience for you if that did happen. No, <laughs> I'm glad they didn't do it because those things are always cheap and stupid. Some clowns that have come out with a live chainsaw. <laughs> it's going to be horrible. Just a, a guy down the front. Hello, Andy. <laughs> and you're like, what? Who, who are you? Shh. 
<laughs> trying to watch the movie. <laughs> I would do it like when you're walking through the mall and there's those people in like the central kiosks that always try and like grab your hand, like try this lotion and stuff. And no, 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 no. Do not want, do not want. Do you, not, do you know what my workaround for those is? Quite often, as a, as a condition of, of, of them being able to present this thing in the shop, they have their space, their little, you know, marked out area that they can't leave, right? <laughs> it's, it, that's essentially their shop. And I, and I genuinely say to them, I've got to go to this shop. You're welcome to walk with me and pitch me your, your thing, but I'm walking. And no, thank you very much. I've got to, I've got to stay here or some variation yep. of that. And perfect. Right. I'm guilt free and I don't get bothered. <laughs> I used to like all the hand creams and stuff, like even the ones that wouldn't stop. Like, I, I, I did this on and off for a little bit. Like the, I'd walk past and I'd be like, oh, can I, can I try that? Can you do that thing? Like, <laughs> I got like a full like manicure one day. And um, they were oh, like, that's lovely. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I was like, oh, that looks really good. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> bye. And they were like, uh, what? <laughs> you, you don't want to. But, and I was like, oh, no. no I've, <laughs> I've eaten your sausage. I've enjoyed your sausage. Yeah. Thank you very much. Now, yeah. I'm, now yeah. I'm going to do the rest <laughs> of my, my itinerary. It's like I've had the milk. Why would I buy the cow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you talking? See, it, it backfired <laughs> on me once, though. I was in the city and uh, this B- Buddhist guy who genuinely just wanted to talk to people about veganism and try and promote it, mm. not as a part of a business or a part of a promotion or anything. I said, look, I've, I've got to go. Walk with me if you want to talk. Kind of expecting him to say no, thank you. And he did. And, and, and he just, we spent the next twenty minutes. He was talking about veganism and why he's a why he's a vegan, why he's a vegetarian, why I shouldn't eat meat. And oh, okay, thank you very it worked, much. I'm I, assuming you're now a lifelong vegan. I have not had a cheeseburger since this morning. There you go. Look, okay. <laughs> you be the change you want to see in the world. Am I right? Um, I mean, while, while we're ragging on people with kiosks, <laughs> I I normally just you know I I specifically when I go to the when I go to the mall, if I'm by myself, I'll have my headphones on. I think that's a pretty clear sense of, I, I'm going to pretend I can't hear you even when I can. You would think so, that that sends mm, a clear signal. <laughs> Not everybody is able to read that level of uh, uh, mm. <laughs> subtlety. I like to think I'm a well-composed and put-together human being. Unfortunately, the last experience I had with one of them was just after my grandfather passed away, like just after, and somebody tried to stop me to talk about power and I literally just stopped and told them to go fuck themselves in the middle of the mall. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to say I'm a beacon of virtue. <laughs> but that also works, I find. Um, right. <laughs> not, 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 <laughs> very effective. I'm not trying to say violence is the only answer, but it's definitely, it's on, yeah. the, it's on the A through to D's on the checklist of answers. There's a gray area when it comes to cussing. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to try this personal vaporizer? Get fucked. But also, yes, do you have butterscotch? <laughs> Sorry, if you were selling hand cream, I'm out, but a vape, mm, I'm interested now. I'm just not hip enough that maybe a vape will refresh my identity. Well, funnily enough, when it comes to It Chapter 2, when people were asked, did you enjoy this film? Their response was not, fuck off, I don't want to talk to you. Um, it, it's it's generally favourable. Yeah. A 7.0 on IMDb. There you go. 63% critical score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 80% audience score. I'll weigh in though. Okay. Those are kind of low. Normally when a big film comes out, especially oh, that's one that's popular, it's going to come... Okay, so... In, in grading terms, that's a, that's a solid B. But for now... They normally come out a lot higher and then so? break a hundred percent. Yeah, I was actually surprised that the critical score was that high. Yeah, I was expecting but it to be around fifty. Do they, we remember uh, what the scores were for um, 
Master of Disguise. <laughs> yeah, so this whole thing is blown out of proportion. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. I don't think you can do percentages in fractions. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I find that when, with most of the big popular films that come out, like they're talking your Avengers and all that, they will start off high nines and then they'll pat it down to low eights, high sevens, depending on the quality of the actual film. It's not like IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes are independent evaluators of, of films. They're no. all paid and they're all part of the same game. But I mean, all your huge fans go and see it first. They're on yeah. board before they've even seen a trailer. And then yeah, everyone, then the actual right. audience attends. So I, I suspect Wars, that'll apparently. drop. <laughs> but if I remember... <laughs> If trailer I'm, comes out, everyone's like, nah, fuck it. I'm not going to see this. And then they go and see it. And they're like... Of course they do. Why would they not yeah. see it? It's got, it's got lightsabers. It's got two lightsabers oh, in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> At least two. Minimum two. <laughs> it's all you can do. It's all you can do with Star Wars. They tried adding that- lightsabers in the second one, as in like the Clone Wars or whatever it was. Right, Attack of the Clones, right? Remember that time that like, Lucas was like, I worked it out, lightsabers. And he added that scene with like a thousand lightsabers. Second worst film in the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that's the audience and the yeah. critical score. Do you have any box office stats? I'm curious. I do indeed. Do we want to move into trivia? Oh, okay. Yeah, we can. Unless Alex wants any thing. Nope. Okay. I'm going to hit this button. Is this a okay. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black? Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butthole. It is Wednesday, my dudes. It's a budget of $79 million for this one. Not I, cheap. I, um, expensive for a horror film, though. Very expensive for a horror with, film. With the amount of CGI in it. I kind of, I kind of see it, and oh, it's long. Too. It's McAvoy. three hours long. Uh, did you know that there was an original cut of like three point five hours? Or something? I'm not surprised that it's that sure. it's that long. Yeah, I've got, oh, I've got some notes about that. But yeah, you sorry, you're going to be the director's cut. I hope it is. <laughs> yeah, kind of, but also why uh, just more crap? Well, I didn't find it crap. Though. Is it Anthony no, Ruschietti? No, um, this Andy Muchietti, Muchietti, or however you Andy or Anthony. Andy. Andy. You're Andy. Was it you? Andy Muccietti has said, depending on the box of this one, if there's enough demand for it, he would like to release like a super cut of it one and two combined. And that way, not as many throwbacks to the kids in the past. They can kind of front load it with all the kids stuff and all the flashbacks from this film that didn't happen in the original. Why would you bother? And But also condense it down to about a four hour runtime, which is technically shorter than both chapter one and two combined. Still a long movie. But you get both for the price of one and a half. Technically, shorter is not better. <laughs> but I mean, like, it it's pretty be. good. It, it <laughs> could be. Uh, so, budget of seventy nine million. I'm not surprised that that sounds about right. Yep. For what it is, and so far, it's taken two hundred twenty million worldwide. Now, it just came out two weeks ago. I know it's it's tracking behind it. Chapter one, because it chapter one did one hundred and fifty, one hundred and sixty. Top of my head in the week in the first week. Yeah, and it, and it topped out at like six or seven hundred million. It yeah, was pretty popular. A hundred percent. The marketing yeah. behind that one had everyone really on board, and there was I that clown killing thing as well. And yeah, I think well, that, was, that, that wasn't linked to the film, though, was it? No, but I mean, it, it was, was definitely in the zeitgeist. Yeah. People were really like, "Fuck yeah, I love clowns." Actually, I hate clowns. The whole point is that I hate clowns. <laughs> Maybe, um, but it it looks like it's going to be a lower take than than it, it chapter one. But it's still, it looks like it's profitable. Two hundred and twenty million is still. 
decent. No, if you include um, a marketing budget on top of that, they probably didn't make much money. This day in the first it. two weekends, it, I reckon it'll hit six hundred. No, I know, but the drop off, the but the drop off is usually quite high mm. from from the first week to the second week, and then it just keeps on going. Like you, you're talking, you know, sixty or seventy yeah. percent. So they probably won't make much more money than this, and I would I would guess that they've made their money back already, but probably not much more on top of it. Yeah. Uh, actually, throwing into the um the amount spent as well. Obviously, with some of the cast, we've got some actual like proper names now. Some proper names. Well, certainly notable people. Not James McAvoy, not, uh, Jessica I, Chastain. I guess they're the only A-listers. Yeah, and Bill Hader is obviously a very well-known person, but well, he's never. Not but he's not an. A-list. I wouldn't think of him as an A-list. He should be. I mean, he's quite talented. Yeah, he's really but good. But he just hasn't been in in the projects to, you know, elevate him internationally. The kid from Stranger Things. <laughs> the kid from Stranger Things. He's an A-lister. He's got to be. I think he'd want to be, right? I mean, like, I think they all want to be. Oh, holy shit, the old Spice guy, right? Yeah, the old, yeah. He was actually really good. I really enjoyed Mike. Yeah. Um, it was, it the was one that stayed in town, Mike Hanlon. That's <laughs> yeah. the old Spice guy. Like, yeah. I'm on a horse, that guy. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. him. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It had- Hello, ladies. Look at your men. Now back to me. I literally went in knowing it was him. Didn't re- realize during the entire film until retroactively after it going. Mm. Oh, it was him. Such a surprisingly big range on that man. I didn't. Um, I didn't recognize him as him until I saw the uh, critical drinker review of, of it, chapter two. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and he kind of made a big thing of it. Yeah, okay, genuinely him. Yeah, and I great performance. Terry Crews, Terry Crews, the big muscly guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, no, I, I know he wasn't in the film. I thought Terry Crews was the old. Spice oh guy. No, 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 he was no. a old Spice guy. Oh, he, he, they, they, they okay. a couple of different guys go through. Sorry, All yes. All right, yes. No, this okay. is the yep. very original one that went viral like 10 years ago, yeah. maybe? Okay. If you remember that very famous one of, um, uh, it's all shot in sequence, but he keeps changing um, changing location and changing outfits. He's on a horse by the end of it, and it's all shot in one big take. It's oh, not. Right. It's Have you seen the behind the scenes of how yeah, they it's, it's really cool. really yeah. cool. So right. he's he's the old Spice Guy when that was well, going on. On the Variety okay. Hour, we're going to have a watch and react <laughs> in which Alex watches the Old Spice commercial while we record. That sounds great. Tune in this Wednesday. <laughs> well, uh, Skarsgård uh, enjoyed this production more. That's no surprise because he was- Because he got to be a big spider boy. Able to interact with his, with his cast, uh, with his fellow cast. You know, dressed as a big scary clown, I can't imagine too many kids- would be comfortable talking to and yeah. you i I, w- I wouldn't be comfortable talking to kids if i was just as a scary clown no i don't mind even if they knew i was an actor underneath but yeah um the the scene that alex and i have both referenced which i mean there's i'm, I'm gonna just put words in alex's mouth and say he doesn't realize the the, the scene that he was referencing was referencing another scene because you hate the movie it was referencing the um you've got to be fucking kidding me line after stanley's head turns into a spider and walks off yeah so that's a scene from it, um, from the thing where they're operating on the guy, his head comes off after his chest opens up and eats the doctor's arms <clears throat> and the head grows spider legs and walks off and one of the guys turns and sees the head walking <laughs> around the spider and says, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Mm-hmm. And that bit where Bill Hader, is it Bill Hader that says the line? Yes. Was added in by Hader and at his like insistent request to Andy Ricciardi. Game over, man, game over. Because that wasn't written in, and he said, "Yeah, we need to now reference this scene because this scene is stolen from another film, yeah. and you can't not reference it because you're just going to look like you're stealing it." <laughs> yeah. So, out of all the I mean, ah, treading that line between homage and <laughs> and, <rip off. laughs> and <rip off. laughs> So, 
I found it kind of um, interesting. <laughs> like we're going to talk about Bill Hader being very funny in this film, and I, I enjoyed it, but does it have a place in a horror film? But I'm going to yeah. say, yeah, I appreciate him, A, referencing a movie that I love, and B, good instincts to say, hey, maybe we shouldn't accidentally rip off a famous horror movie in our horror movie without it being a reference. Well, speaking of rip-offs, originally it, it was... It was written with Hader in mind to play Richie, but it wasn't until he was cast that it, that the script was really fine tuned to, um, with you know to yeah. work for for Hader. But there was written in a, an Al Pacino impersonation, which Bill Hader is famous for, but he kind of poo pooed it. He requested that it be removed because for him it's old material, and he didn't want to rehash it. I kind of respect him for that to mm. say, even though I'm famous for this, yeah, I'm not going to coast on that i'm gonna do something new would you mind removing it please i'm sure he was polite about it he seems like a polite guy yeah he doesn't seem like a a kind of an egotistical one but i mean who knows but (laughs) but good on him for having the integrity to say yeah i don't want to do it he's famous in a sense for on um, snl like having a panic attack on a couple of like live things and having to like push through and do it like he seems like surprisingly a very humble guy you you, you think comedians (laughs) think like larger than life you know big personalities but he seems like a very chilled uh, or unchilled dude, depending on how you, spl- how you have, slice that one. Have you ever seen any of, um, talk show interviews with with Conan that he does? Yeah, he. I, I wouldn't say he seems insecure, but I don't know. There's, there's there's something about him when you're watching the interview. It's almost like he's um, he's nervous to to be there, which I can understand. Oh yeah. You know, it's it's a it's a part of the job to do these talk shows and, and, and do the rounds and things like that. But it's almost like he's nervous to be there and he can't wait for the whole thing to be over, even though it's shorter than a stand up routine and God, it's it, it's all planned out before him. Like it's it's a casual conversation, but the questions are planned ahead. It's not like you're improvising on the way. And you know, it you can go a, a different way if you like. Yeah, uh, because it is just yeah. a conversation, and sometimes it will flow, and the audience will respond to something, and you'll just latch onto it. But he just seems nervous in interviews. Yeah, I, I mean, from from like my world, I do get that a lot of the wrestlers uh, that I know aren't great public speakers. They don't like it. They don't like getting in front of even a crowd of their peers and saying something. They're very socially reserved like that. You put them in a ring during a match and give them a microphone, oh, and they won't it, shut up. Yeah, and it's <laughs> that weird thing. Like, I know a bunch of people from outside of that too. You know great public speakers but the second they have to even do like a tiny bit of acting it's like no it's just so far out of my comfort zone i couldn't possibly pretend to smile like you know so so we were talking oh god (laughs) sorry alex just pretended to smile it was the worst (laughs) we were talking before about uh the previous uh, actors in the it miniseries and in in the first one coming back to reply reprise some some roles Mm. in this one Mm. so seth green expressed an interest in playing richie oh which which he, who he who he played as the, as the kid version of Richie in in the miniseries. Yeah, right. So thirty years on, that I'm not sure he sense. has the chops for it, but I and I, he's I, yeah, he's funny. Seth Green's a good actor, uh, but also Marlon Taylor, who originally played Mike, and Jared Blanchard, who played uh, Henry Bowers in the miniseries. They also said they would you know like to play the adults in Chapter Two, right? But because of what's his name's. Um, the kid, um, Brent, no, Branson, no. Which kid? There's so many kids. Brandis, Jonathan Brandis. Yeah. Who played, I don't, I can't remember who, but Bill. Yep. He played the young Bill. He died when he was, when he was in his teens. So they couldn't get him back to play. the. And I, I kind of get why if you're not able to get 
All of them. All of them, then you would just recast the whole thing. Well, the kid that played Ben, was Ben the fat kid? I'm trying to remember. Yes. He was in it. He was in the um, the boardroom scene in which new Ben was like Skyped in from. The oh, actress. really? He oh. was the one they they actually kind of focused on him a little bit at oh. first, I think, because there they, they were like three or four characters in. They're definitely doing like, the, where are they now? And they focused on him, and I think it was kind of meant to be for people who hadn't seen the trailers. Oh, that's the fat one. Nope, it's this model over here. <laughs> so I know he was. I know one of them came back for a cameo, right? Which is nice. I mean, that's simple. If you're going to put them in, yeah, put them out of the way like, to a point like you didn't even notice them because if why would still, you? If like, they're still acting, if they're still interested, yeah, yeah, yeah why not? It's a good thing. And uh, the actor who played um, who played Ben, uh, Jay Ryan, genuinely worked as a clown uh, before he had steady acting gigs. Huh. Nice. No. <laughs> I was going to say, is this like The Shining where everyone from that movie became yeah. like a doctor or yeah. a scientist or something? Like <laughs> Reverse. <laughs> became a clown, a lesser actor. Yeah. So the oh, last- I'm going to say that and clowns <laughs> are going to come for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've just upset the wrong community. Look, um, Steve-O is coming for you because he started off as a clown. Look at him now. Yeah, he evolved. Somebody touched him with a talent stone, a la Pokemon, and he he evolved into Steve-O. I'm, listen, it's a, it's a sideways a progression, but it's progression. Well, the last little bit of trivia that I have is our great conservative state of Queensland um, had some parents, some, some residents, lobbying to have the poster altered or banned because it was scaring their children. What was the poster? Uh, chapter two, some scary clown thing. I don't know. The only poster oh. I've seen is like the full headshot of Pennywise. Maybe. It's just Maybe his fucking head. Yep, yeah, but there were calls to Bannon. In Queens, oh God, I mm-hmm. hate the state. <laughs> Ugh. All right, any other trivia or we can move on to um, movie babies. Please do. Hasta la vista, baby. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Sorry, I just found, this is the poster I'm talking about, guys. It's just a picture of Pennywise's face with a massive forehead. This is less threatening than you'd think because he has a ridiculous forehead. How can I, can he even get through a door to get to me? Probably not. Look at that, look at that giant thing. It's all forehead. It's, but, that's a, that's a, that's a 10 head, guys. I mean, I could take a photo of your face and it would be the same proportion. Yes, but Pennywise actually does have a massive head. His head you is like bulbous on top. Not, not by this poster, but no. we know this by this by the movie, right? Only at one stage, and it gets smaller and smaller. But like he's got a big old, yeah. big old forehead in general, doesn't he? Yeah. I had this as a mix of, <laughs> I know what you did last summer, mm-hmm. and Ocean's Twelve. Okay. Yeah. For a very yeah. specific reason, they are both films about people who have a history together, who share some notable experience. They've gone off to do their own thing and now they're being dragged back into it with some new mission to do the same thing all over again. Yep. And it's kind of scary and kind of shit. (laughs) I just forgot the name of one of my movies, so I'll be a moment while I look up the director who made it to remind me of that name. Um, I'm going to go with not what I put down, but Avengers Endgame. That was one of mine, you dick. I'm talking about the other one. Gathering the MacGuffins. That yeah. was mine anyway. Well, that's why I had Ocean's 12 in there because they're on a mission to do all these petty little things that ultimately don't make any difference to the end of the film. Yeah, exactly. I had Mystic River. <laughs> that was the one, Mystic River. Mm. I also had Skeleton Key. 
I haven't seen that one. Because it's, it's like a good film, and then right at the end, it's like, oh, you fucked it. <laughs> Can I get any more of is it, is it just because it's a good film that fucks it? That's no, just no, the like better. It's just it's a good setup, and you're like you're on board with it. I haven't seen it in a very long time, but it came to mind when I was talking to my wife about it. And um, and then like right at the end, it's like beautifully set up, and then they just don't do the thing. Like they should. Th- it doesn't pay off. Like yeah. there's no payoff, and you're just like ah. Uh. All right. Okay. And they set it up like they could have had a sequel and it's been like 12 years or something and then doesn't look like they're going to do it. Okay. Good. They shouldn't. Well, probably shouldn't. <laughs> so I went Endgame just because it's literally about revisiting your past. You rather these little MacGuffin things. Very simple stuff. It's really yes. just that one hour of Endgame. Yeah. Um, but I went Mystic River because it's all about adults looking back on past childhood trauma as well. Right. Um, and kind of a similar tone for the most part. So Mystic River is consistently a much better film. <laughs> um, not that this was bad. Just Mystic River. I, yeah. I do like Mystic River. Yeah. Tweets. Let's- and today I'm going to read it to you. It's got any sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. I'm really happy with my tweet, guys. You should be. Yeah. Now tell it to me now for the very first time. For the very first time. We're not re-recording this in any way. I definitely didn't slam my head onto the keyboard at one stage and ruin the entire episode, no. And for the very first time you're hearing this, what is the silliest way to retire a psychotropic killer alien made of light? Hashtag it is. That's terrible. You should Uh feel bad. No, no, it's good, but like you should also just feel bad. Thank you. Um, Something about ancient Native Americans and a pot, and is it also made of leather? I don't know. Let's put a clown on it. That was so stupid. <laughs> um, no, not 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 the tweet. The, no, no, the, I know. The plot point in the film. It's we'll rubbish. Just, we'll talk about it because it's somehow still, still less stupid than how they did it in the book. <laughs> um, between the two movies that do this ending, do the ending, they're all different. There's three different it endings out there now. This is the less stupid one. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, all right. A clown killer alien thing resurfaces after 27 years to torment some children and former tormentees. Hashtag, you lied and I died. Oh. Georgie is so annoying though, right? Why? Yeah. And what's his face? Bill is not a bad brother. So he didn't want to play with his younger brother. Yeah. What's, what's wrong with that? Younger brothers, don't stick your hand down fucking silly. <laughs> also, right. like, he was killed by, like, some sort of supernatural alien space spider clown. Like, come on, mate. If he'd been hit by a car, would that be Bill's fault? No. I mean, more his fault, I'd say. I, I would feel more guilt for that than for the fact that he was hunted down by a clown spider alien god. <laughs> like, that is, that is, you know what I mean? Like, that's so yeah. far off that it's like, that. I couldn't have stopped that. You would have killed both of us. Not only that, the 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 killer clown alien gone thing deliberately seeks out people who are miserable and in a state of distress. Yep. Uh, all right, let's move on to the good. Sure. The good or the bad first, actually. Either. There's not oh, much good. Let's go to the good then, eh? I think there's lots of good. Go ahead. Make my day. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy. I did like 
one particular like one little scene, one little scene transition really stuck out and I and I enjoyed it. I can't remember who it is, but somebody is outside. I think it may be Bev or something, and the camera pans up to show the night sky and then the stars become a little bit pixelated, then you start zooming in on that and it's the missing jigsaw pieces as mm. you're looking from a jigsaw from underneath. I thought that was brilliant. I loved it. Honestly, that whole intro... It had nothing to do with the film. It was just a really nice little uh, yeah. visual thing. Yeah. yeah, The whole intro, when it was jumping between all, meeting all the characters again for the first time, mm. the, the, all the transitions that I yeah. really enjoyed. Yes. Um, yeah. The blood splattering of Stanley killing himself, turning into the raindrops on the yeah. catching silhouette on Bev's face. Yeah. Really fun stuff. I, if only they put that much effort into the script. It would have been wonderful. Now, I'm torn. Because this is a good point for me, because I did think it was very cool, but it was also very wanky. Yeah. And it's like, why is this here? But also, I'm enjoying it. But it does, yeah, it looks cool. Good stylization, but also it kind of just feels like the director and the cinematographer are just having a good old circle jerk. But yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Have fun. <laughs> have fun with your scary clown movie, sweetheart. I did like um, in the opening when, oh, is it Mike who sees it? He's, yes, he does. It's it's Mike who sees it on the on the train bridge on the brickwork. Mm. It's come home, written in, yeah. in oh, blood. Yeah. Come home loses or whatever it was. And that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was that was great. What a great little call to call to action for Mike. Mm. You know, he's the only one there. He's the only one who remembers anything. And now he's got to go around and it sets the film in motion. I liked it. So yeah. starting from the very beginning. So they have the scene where um, Pennywise kills the one of the two gay people from the beginning of the film who were beaten up for. Being gay. This is actually the opening kill in the book. Really? Yeah, so it actually starts with that, it, although it is uh, it is set modern day in the book, but modern day in the book is not 2016. It's still kind of relevant. Yeah. It still happens. Well, it's small town America. Yeah. So, yeah, um, beating happens, gets thrown into the water, thinks he's being saved by this person on the shore, yeah. and obviously it's Pennywise. I liked this beginning. It was I was really confused. I thought Pennywise mm-hmm. only went after children. Yes, I think that they put this one in here now to set up the fact that he has gone after children in the past, but he can still go after adults, so there's but a bit of risk for our adult characters. But he didn't even go after the guy who grew up in Derry. This was the outsider. Yeah. I, a couple of things here. I took it like... I was so confused by the whole thing. It didn't seem to make any sense. I just figured he was hungry because he got beaten, the ship beaten out of him at the end of the last one. Well, he's just come out of hibernation. Well, yeah, hibernation after he failed last time. Well, he wouldn't, I just be, wouldn't be starving. He's just he's just woken up. Isn't that Nobody, the point you wake up to eat? I don't know, he's not a bear. I don't know. sticks on a rack of ribs the second they wake up. You, you reach for um, an apple or a cracker or something. And he had an apple. <laughs> that, that was an apple. But I, I assumed this is shorthand just to say our adult characters have danger because Pennywise can kill and come after adults. Just like at the very beginning of the first one, we have him kill a little kid to show that he's after little kids. I think it was just so we could see that he is a threat to them. As a part of the It universe, I was under the impression that Pennywise only goes after adults if he's tormented them as children because they've carried through that fear of him. And they see him again, all that fear comes back and that's what makes people tasty yep. to, to, to Pennywise. That's the only circumstance in which... I ever knew he he attacked adults. Otherwise, if he's just attacking randoms, then why why make this town so creepy for children if he's not specifically targeting children? I'm going to call this out as what it is. Stephen King was high as fuck when he wrote this book. <laughs> Stephen King is on record or stating make, he was high as fuck when he wrote this book. Or make the couple young, like like a teenage couple, yeah. make them kids as well. You know, 
young adults or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of, between in the book and in the movies, from emulating the book, a lot of inconsistencies that just don't make sense. Mm. The fact that he wants to marinate them so he can, in fear, so they taste better, so he can eat them, as opposed to why he can just take Georgie, who wasn't scared of him, mind you. No, he wasn't. He was there. completely willing, yeah. But he won't kill any of the losers because he wants to make them scared first before. There are, and that's from the book. It's inconsistent. It is. It's 100% inconsistent. And it makes for a confusing film. It also does, yes. But in terms of this adult kill, yeah, it's a good question because in the book, <laughs> it's one of the few adult kills that isn't from the Losers Club. Right. Um, but, yep, yep. I still like it as, like I said, shorthand saying he can kill adults. Now my adults are in danger. Just so you know, the game has changed a little bit. So it's relevant to them because if you only think you can kill kids, you won't be scared for the adults throughout the entire film. And to be fair, you shouldn't because two of them die. One at the intro from, well, we'll talk about that. And then one at the very end from a giant clown spider. And I wanted to say the performance in this um, from Bill Hader is pretty outstanding. Like the the Eddie and Richie relationship Mm. and when he dies at the end, and Richie's really, f- my God, I felt it. Yeah, it was great yeah. performance. That was, oh, yeah. that was good. Really, really, really good stuff though, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you, you, you feel it. You're, along, you're alongside Bill Hader and just going, oh my God, best friend died. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't recognize the actor who played Richie. Bill Hader. No, no, sorry. Um, no, the <laughs> other one. Eddie. Eddie. I enjoyed him. Yeah, he was good too. He had a, he, every now and then he looked like a really gaunt John Ham to me. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Um, but really enjoyable. Um, the scene where he gets stabbed in the mouth was uh, weirdly playful. That was laughs. weird. Yeah. See, okay, I went in having you know read the book, having seen the miniseries, and I was like, all right, I know apart from Stanley killing himself at the beginning, I'm pretty confident that everyone makes it to the cave at the end, and then. Um, I just forgot his name again. Oh, goodness. Eddie. Eddie dies. That's how it is. Yeah. In the miniseries, they write out... Um, oh, no, I'm so bad. There's so many names. I should have written this all down before going in. Who's the one that stayed in the town again? Mike. 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 They write out Mike in the miniseries by getting him attacked by Bauer. Right. So he gets written... He's not dead, but he's in hospital in the miniseries, yeah. so he just can't appear in that final sequence. And I was like, mm, he was there, though. So I wasn't sure if they'd do that again. I was I was just curious because the book's very well known. The miniseries is surprisingly well known. Would they play with their expectations and just kill one off? You're not going to miss one, right? Yeah. Kill off one of the unknown actor ones. But they don't. <laughs> I But I was unsure. But when um, he got stabbed in the mouth, I thought that I originally just instinctively thought it was in the throat. And I thought that was his death scene. And then it was like, oh, no, it was his mouth. And he's making jokes. Oh, he made a joke. They probably can't kill him in this scene. That'd be really weird tonally. I think he's okay because he made it. He made it funny, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. No, I didn't like it. Didn't like him. No, I didn't like that scene. Again, oh. it was confusing. It was it, yeah, it was played for laughs instead of being played straight, which it should have been. A lot of the scenes were though, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, I very on record saying horror movies are not my bag, baby. I don't like them. <laughs> um, but I have this book saying I'm Sebastian, <laughs> and horror movies are definitely my bag. Baby. <laughs> Signed by Sebastian. <laughs> Danger. Yep. Um, sorry. Oh, God. So, sorry. There were three scenes in this film that made me, like, nervous. Are we still in good? Yes. Because okay. I don't no, like nervous, horror movies. Nervous, good. <laughs> nervous is in, like, these are three scenes that were spoopy oh, I, I, for okay, me. I see. And 
at the very beginning, it was after the guy was taken by Pennywise out of the river and all the balloons come down. I thought, because the balloons were getting so close to the front of the camera, I just assumed that they would pass and he would be there to kill the other one. Right. Didn't happen, so I just got nervous for no reason. That's me. Second one, little girl scene. Being taken- Vicky. Vicky. Yeah. Taken from under the bleachers. That was a really good scene yeah. until the ending. Uh, See, I liked the ending. Uh, didn't enjoy that scene. <laughs> you guys didn't enjoy it. I thought yeah. it was very well done. I loved that she was like, yeah, you're, you're creepy and you're, yeah. you're by yourself. I'm not doing this. Him playing and off then he's, security. Yeah, he started stuff. being really manipulative and oh, I'm not, you know, nobody likes me because I look so weird. And yeah. and then because she looked, she had this little scar thing as well. Yeah, that's, I I enjoyed that, that whole build up. And then when he just ah, reaches well, out with the, his I liked the to, delay though, the delay of him just kind of, not moving and being- It would have been so much creepier not to show him doing that. Like to show her being convinced that, okay, this guy, him taking her by the hand and then just going into the darkness, you know she's going to be eaten. And it's so much creepier mm. when you don't see him eating her. I don't disagree with that. I think I would have preferred what you've just pitched, but I didn't that hate what we got. That would have been perfect. But I still didn't hate what we got. I just- but you I always am, I'm say used- show us, don't tell us. But it's still <laughs> tell. it's doing it both. It is showing us what's happening. It's telling us- you know, it's implying to us what's actually going to occur as opposed to showing and not telling in this case would be if her mother's like, my little girl went Shut missing. And that's the only reference to the scene we get. We Shut don't see the anything. We don't see the conversation. We just hear I from another character. There was a show, scene you missed. Show don't tell means if you're going to have a bit of narration, then film that thing that you're narrating. Don't just spell it out for the audience. What's beginning of Lord on. of the Rings, yeah. the beginning of the fellowship where they show the big battle that ended with the, the ring being taken and almost cast in the volcano. Yeah. Great little bit of narration, sets us up, tells us everything. Would have been so much more shit if it was just the narration and not the actual battle scene yeah. as well. Yeah. That's probably the basic <laughs> one I can give. Both together, great. Mm. But if you ju- even just one without the narration would have worked fine because then you can at least kind of live yeah. through it. But the narration really seals it. But it's kind of like that. Like it was just the mother saying, I had my girl with her and now she's gone. <laughs> and that's the only mention to the little girl we had. We'd be like, what happened to the little girl? Yeah. I ju- just, why are parents not teaching their children like, this shit like don't well, they are she because did. she stranger dangered him yeah vicky goes i'm not interested and then he starts to be very manipulative and it's yeah very well done he played into that whole thing with the big birthmark on her face yeah. i i remember the scene i can fix I that for you oh can you that's actually one of the most horrible parts of my life yep. that, that would be wonderful if you could and <laughs> this is kind of why i didn't mind the the biting of her face thing only yeah. because he literally paid Oh, yeah, that thing on your face. I can help with that. Literally rips into that part of her face with his teeth. Like that was like subtle, not so not subtle, sorry, very overt shit. But I, I didn't mind it because he's like, yeah, I can fix that mark on your face. The, I can get rid of that mark. I'm not even lying. I can get rid of that mark on your face. It's the didn't difference. say that should be okay. <laughs> it's the I difference. I like it better now. <laughs> yeah, good. It's the difference between Jaws and Sharknado. Where in Jaws, when somebody is killed, you don't see the shark eating somebody. You see blood start to bubble up in the water or or a limb or something, you know, start to float up. Whereas in Sharknado, you see the shark chomping away at somebody or jumping up into a helicopter and biting it in half or some stupid oh, rubbish. <laughs> then you get Deep Blue Sea where the shark swims backwards. Am I, am I, am I doing the analogies right? Uh, the Meg. This, I didn't see the Meg yet. I wanted to. This film almost redeemed itself at the ending for me. Which they, part? They kill Pennywise. Okay. They they're doing this um this thing with the light and you know kind of ignoring it, um and you know saying you're not real you're not you're not really there, 
uh, and he's kind of withering away and ends up dying. He turns into Voldemort pre-resurrection <laughs> in the... Um, remember was a little, yeah. little body boy? Yeah. Oh, no, he, actually, he turns into <laughs> Voldemort when he's in the train station. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he, at the very end. <laughs> but he withers away. He's this pathetic little puppet thing, and it, it's done It's done really nicely, actually. I think that he's just slowly withering away as, he's, as they're you know, uh, uh, taking away his power by... By not believing that he that he is this powerful thing, and then hard cuts to them as kids, and I thought, oh, Jumanji ending, Jumanji oh. ending, perfect. The whole thing was, you know, they undid they undid that, and so all the okay. the time magic is undone. They're the ones that that killed Pennywise, so they go back to whatever time their innocence was was taken away by this thing, and they get to carry on their lives, still remembering what and they do Stanley as adults. Gets to live, and then they fuck it up. I don't mind that ending. That's uh. a- okay. So, oh god, there's so much about this movie. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of references to Bill's endings sucking in this film, which, if you're familiar with a lot of King's work, is a very, very uh, common bit of commentary on his his um, work. That it's yeah, it's really he, interesting. He it's even says with- it himself in the movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> loved your book. Uh, Didn't like the ending, ending. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is very appropriate feedback and. When the films keep saying that, I kind of think that, okay, you've planned around this. You've got an ending planned. You know that it's shit. You want to make it better. And then you get the ending that we get. And it's like, yeah, it's it's fine, but it's, it's not good. It's fine, but that's yeah. the pro- it could have been so much better. I like the Jumanji ending. Right? That could have been really cool. Be I really thought that's sweet. it. Hard cut. That's it. We've got the Jumanji ending. Perfect. Okay. I'm going to get a little bit controversial here. Maybe not with you guys, but in general. Because there's a lot of negative feedback about this thing. I like Stanley's note at the end of the film. Yeah. Why? And I know that it's technically saying some suicide is good, but I liked the, as opposed to in the book and in the miniseries where he's just terrified and kills himself. I like that he's like, I knew I wasn't strong enough. So I took myself off the board so I wouldn't let the team down. That's so stupid. I though. liked it. I thought it was sweet. And I, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for a self-sacrifice play in a, in a, in a movie. But he didn't really. That's he. That really was a coward's way out. In he the said, original, I'm too I would scared agree. to face it. I'm not even with the with so the help he of wasn't my friends. Come was the point. He wasn't. Gonna- yeah, I'm not willing to risk defeating this thing and saving a whole heap of people. I'm too scared, and I know that if I'm alive and not with you, you won't succeed. So I'm going to die. That's not sacrifice. Oh uh, no, no, because he his he wasn't to the point where he wanted to kill himself to avoid being there. Like he was happy to go on that vacation that he was planning. He would have just not been there, but he knows that if he had stayed alive and wouldn't be there, it would have been detrimental to the team. So he didn't kill himself out of fear. He killed himself to help them. So there is a difference that he didn't kill himself because he was too scared to help them. He killed himself because he couldn't help them. That still doesn't make sense. If he wanted to help them, he should have been there. But he knew he That's was- That's how you help them. Because he I know, knew he'd be no, useless. No, no. Yeah. I know they were shoehorned in because of the It story where Stan- does kill him, so they had to do that. They couldn't have Stan show up as an adult because then it wouldn't be the same story. And I'm sure there would be a whole heap of rights issues that Stephen King would have mm. <laughs> poo-pooed, or the studio fans would have said, "No, that's not the it we know." But they chose a really crappy way. I, to- I like I liked this, and I, I I know that's probably not the most common thing about this film because people are saying it's kind of pro-suicide. And I'm like, yeah, there's a little bit, but I still think it was a sweet self-sacrifice play and I'm happy it. would have been better if they just didn't address it. No, I, I like... 
Because Stan, people loved the kids Stan from the last rem- film. Stan is remembered during the when, when they're searching for their tokens because they have the, the shower yep. cap. And they remember Stan in that way. And if they just never addressed his suicide in you know fr- from then onwards, it would have been better. I don't know. I honestly, I really, I don't know why. I just, I really liked the letter. But I, if you hadn't mentioned either, I wouldn't know what I was missing. But it, but so it's fine. The letter, but I liked the letter. The letter takes away from his suicide being a tragedy. Because 100%. then it's trying to play it as this heroic act, which it absolutely isn't. I just, I liked the little, you know, the neatness of no, they've all did their part to work as a team, even if they all weren't there to do it. But Stan didn't do this for the team. He can say that as much as he likes, but this was working against the team. This was to their detriment that he committed suicide. But That's the won. tragedy. Oh, I don't think That's it was... The, that Pennywise got to him, despite despite him being away from Derry, Pennywise got to him. That's the tragedy. But and, yes, it, and it eliminates that, like, that. Pennywise would have got to him regardless and it wouldn't have been any help. Well, that's what because Bev says. Because he would have just in got in the way for... The other guys being there, and they would have, you know, had to try, stop and try to help him. And but Eddie dies. dies. Well, but Eddie that is that killed as to a the detriment of, the- of more of the team than just taking himself. Let's out. be fair. Eddie was in the way the entire film. Yeah. I love Eddie. I think it's funny. <laughs> but can you imagine Stanley if he was going to be worse than that? It's probably very good that he wasn't there because if he yeah. was worse than Eddie. You'd have between him, Eddie, and Richie, you'd have like the three stooges. The story is confusing. It's not like this is an original story where somebody made the choice to kill Stan. I'm sure if this was an original story, they wouldn't have have done that. Yes. But the way they go about excusing his suicide, I think, was shitty. Yeah. I liked Bill going after the little kid, the little skateboard kid. That scene in the funhouse with the mirrors and stuff. Oh, God. Very simple. Bashing his head through the the mirror to get to him. That was scary as hell. Good stuff, right? Yeah. Um, That, just nice and simple. Just this fucking crazy thing of somebody bashing their head against against a bit of glass to get at you. That's terrifying. Did he... Did he eat the kid in one bite? Is that what oh, happened? Because so, oh, he was... He, I, I, it was just all blood on the mirror, yeah, if I remember. Yeah, because it looked like he just went like full jaw. almost like he exploded, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I... Good stuff. I don't know. I wasn't... I didn't mind, but that, to be fair, I think I just described all three major scares in this film, though. Yeah. The <laughs> the intro, the little girl, and the little boy. That's what I'm saying. Like, for a horror movie, there was three scenes of tension. One of them was just me being scared of balloons for some fucking reason. So that was, I'd say, even two scenes of tension. The, um, the Bowers stuff... Is pretty good. Like whenever Bowers is on screen, the the bully, yeah, yeah. who yeah. C- comes back from the mental asylum, I liked all that. I thought he was good. Yeah, and I I, I did like the one making fun of his mullet. The <laughs> point it is, it has been yeah. thirty years. Maybe get a haircut. Um, and even him following the balloon in the uh, in in the mental hospital, yeah, and just being you know, okay, so it's been thirty years, and I'm not insane. This is really this is really real. He's back. Yeah. So I touched on this off mic, and just I'll give it a quick little bit of lip service and we'll move on to bad but um the little boy at the beginning that is bullying the gay couple is actually um a little girl from chapter one <laughs> um that was killed by pennywise and the same actress is now coming back and playing this kid Have who's a boy and it's just a it's a weird choice to make when it's almost for nobody's benefit to do that and just gonna it's good pl- for the show real yeah, that's true. <laughs> and they did well. I didn't even notice that it was a no, no, it I'd... was a boy or a girl. I mean, sure, I didn't I didn't notice until I did some reading on it. But I liked the idea, and I don't know whether or not this was meant to be something that they were hinting at. Maybe it's on the cutting room floor because I know this film had quite a long cut before it got down to its three hours. But I do like the idea that 
you know, Pennywise, all the thing, all the kids that he's killed and stuff. He's just been like yeah. slowly like phasing back into the town to turn Derry into this absolute shithole because this one kid that happens to be back is just for some reason in 2016 just massively bigoted and sets up this kid going in front, this boy finding his way to Pennywise. What was so, what was that TV show about um, the fairy tale characters being transported to the real world? Once upon a time. Once upon a time. Um, it, it would have been nice if it was like that, where this really is some sort of magical realm, yeah, where people are recycled and they're perpetually tormented in this birth and, and, and rebirth of, of, uh, of reincarnated to be tortured once or be torturers once again in, yeah. in the next life. That would have been a nice idea. Well, honestly, I don't think it's far off. Like You didn't everyone- get high enough, Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, like the kids leave town and they all lose their memories which is in the book and in the miniseries. Yeah. So there is something about Derry caused by yeah, Pennywise, yeah. but there's something there. There is something magical, sinister magic, but it's there about the town. Which so, is why I thought the Jumanji ending was perfect. Yeah. That no. they get rid of Pennywise and everything returns to, to normal as it, as it would have been uninterrupted. So they are talking very loosely. They'll, have to, they'll definitely have to wait and see how this box office pans out if it's good enough mm. about doing a chapter zero. Oh god, no! Um, because no, why? <laughs> in the book, to show Pennywise landing on Earth, not that far. No. Um, <laughs> maybe though. <laughs> well, then, if you're not going to do that, then you're just telling the same story with different people. Well, in What's the, the point of that, in, in the books, and they hinted in the in this film, um, Pennywise went by a lot of different names before <sighs> being Pennywise, and one of them was oh, I forget the first name, but the last name was Gray. And they, they do play a bit to it in Beverly's scene with the old woman where mm-hmm. Pennywise is setting himself up as the clown, like with the makeup. Bob Gray, I think it was, maybe? Might not be Bob. Anyway, there was this pers- the persona that he took on and did it. And it was about him trying to integrate himself into society while doing his things and trying right. to like work his way through it all. And Muccietti has said, if it's there... You want to you want, you want see that film where Pennywise... You know, it has to have a job at a diner and is struggling to get no, a bank loan to It's to not buy that a level of integration. <laughs> it's more just before he found the Pennywise persona, which he loved, right. him trying to do what he does, but as a known entity. Anyway, yeah. So they had a couple of hints that in this. So depending on how it goes, we might get a, a sneaky prequel. Please Ooh. don't. Well, I'm not making it. Fingers I don't think crossed. it will. I don't, I don't think it will. This, right. this film won't make that much more money. Any more good before we segue into the bad then? Um. <clears throat> yeah, I like the f- the flashback scenes, um, <clears throat> of the the guys going around getting their um, little trinket. I really liked that. Yeah, yeah. I th- I thought that was a really good way of like bringing back the trauma because like you you know they're there and they're starting to remember, but then they like get to the what whatever spot you know they and they just like. Shit and bricks, basically. Yeah, like Eddie in the, um, in the chemist, like in mm. the in the basement. He's like, well, can I, like, why is this shit here? Like, yep. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. I, the kids were the best part of chapter one. Yes, and the more that we had of the kids, the happier I was in this film. Yeah. Um, the downside is with those flashbacks, we had six living characters. Five of them had flashbacks in a row because we didn't get to see Mike's journey to find the rock with the blood in it. Yeah. But it, it was just, it got to the point where I was trying to count in my head, all right, how many of these have we had yet? Because you just felt like you were going through like the list, which I didn't mind because each individual scene, great. Yeah. But I don't know if I, if you make it again, would you split them up a little bit more? Because it was just like, let's do Beverly's. 
Let's do Ben's. Let's do Eddie's. Let's do Richie. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the scenes though were good. I liked them. It was, except for the Paul Bunyan scene, but we'll talk about that. Which one? Let's do it. Bad stuff. Bad stuff. Houston, we have a problem. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. I've fallen and I can't get up. I can't believe you've done this. Uh, Paul Bunyan, he's the big lumberjack um, that's in the field where the stage is that after Richie runs away from the arcade, uh, yeah. he gets attacked by the statue. Yeah. Um, that's from the book. Yeah. I should throw that as well. That's not necessarily their fault for putting it in this. Oh, no, no, it's their fault for putting it in this film, but um, that's from the book. Um, and it kind of, hey, it kind of works in a sense. That I, I, there's some good stuff there. Richie's closeted gay and he's being attacked Is by- he? 100%, yeah. No. Yes, absolutely. He was carving his and um, Eddie's name into like the, the love post at the end. I that didn't- was, I didn't. That was the secret that Pennywise was taunting about, knowing his secret. I didn't pick up that he was in love with Eddie. Like as in romantically in love. He just had this, you know, deep bromance with him. It Which was, I was, would have agreed with. I didn't if get Pennywise wasn't saying he knows his horrible little secret- and then teasing him with Which, a bunch, and then the well, gay the gay kid that maybe, he knows at the beginning I, of the film I, is the one that hands him the funeral note as well. There was a lot of stuff in that scene. Yeah, that, but I didn't pick up that that they were playing it that, that Richie was gay for Eddie. I didn't pick up that at all. I think honestly, I did, but I think it was worth a rewatch only because there was. Oh, I'll, I'll break down like the the hints there, but oh, there are hints. Yeah, just, there was also the in the arcade. Yeah, that, that, that whole setup. There's that whole. Bit with um, Bowers, like, get away from my cousins. Like, what? I'm, yeah, I'm not gay for you. Like, oh, okay, like, no, I just didn't pick up on yeah. that. So, Paul Bunyan, very manly looking man, is the one that's attacking him as well. <laughs> um, girl, big old lumberjack boy. Yeah, the the gay boy that was um, killed in the first scene yeah. is the one that hands him the poster after that scene as the zombie. Okay. Um, oh, why are zombies real all of a sudden? In this thing, everybody else has these weird hallucinations, but Bowers is, you know, being chauffeured around by, by his by girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I know. God. <laughs> yep, yep. It's confusing because I always and it's like The Shining. You can't go back. It's not like he can imagine these things. She has to really be there to let him out of the of the hospital and really drive him around. Yep, <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> it was very confusing because um, oh. I've always taken it like there's one Pennywise. Pennywise causes a bunch of illusions. Yeah. You know, wherever he's at, that's fine. I get that. That's just part of his power. But there's always been like one physical Pennywise, yeah? Right, of or, course. Or yeah. whatever it is. I know. And then suddenly, yeah, but there is the zombie. But Pennywise is also in another scene at the same time that the zombie's driving all mate around the town. So it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, how many? I don't know. But I, then, I, you could argue for three, maybe. There's three deadlights. I'll go with three. <laughs> <laughs> but then is, is Pennywise, you know, recruiting these henchmen? I interpreted uh, Bowers being taken it as the kids got away. Like Pennywise had trapped them in the, in the sewer. He was going to eat them there, but they got away. So he's now recruited Bowers because he's, you know, Pennywise has to go into hibernation or whatever to um, uh, recover from, from the injury that the kids got to him. So he recruits Bowers to go after and kill them on his behalf. Not that that's a usual thing for him, but he just did it in this specific circumstance. But now are we supposed to think that Pennywise gets a henchman every time he's around? Sure. I have no idea. The rules felt really uneven in this yeah. one for me. <laughs> yeah. um, 
Oh gosh, the bad, the bad, the bad. The ending. <laughs> the um, which part of the ending? <laughs> oh, it was a long ending. Killing Pennywise. You didn't like that. Oh, we we don't think that you're actually that harmful. You're actually so you're a bit not. shit, aren't you? <laughs> you're a bit rubbish. Look at this. Look oh, at this Joker. You're just a clown. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. um, the Merlin miniseries with Sam Neill playing playing Merlin? Not that one. I remember the Merlin miniseries with John Hurt playing a dragon. No, not the TV show, the miniseries. But oh, the, the 90s. Yeah. Um, two-parter nope. where um, Sam Neill plays Merlin. It's really, really well done. And the whole the whole way through, it's, it's talking about um, these old gods having power because people believe in them. And the big climax at the end is that Merlin and all the new Christians um, just turn their back on the old queen. Right, Queen Queen Mab is the last remaining vestige of the of the ancient gods because there are still a few a, a few uh, people holding on to her, and then Merlin confronts her with these Christians, and they literally turn their back to her and just you're not real, and she fades away. Hmm. It's wonderfully like done, and I was thinking Santa of that. Santa an elf. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was th- and I was sort of thinking of that right. as this was going on, where where they're saying we don't believe you anymore. You're not scary to us. We know what you are. And you're just not that frightening. We know where your power comes from, and we're not buying it anymore. And that's why he's withering away. Honestly, it's also it good. Freddy Krueger. His whole thing is he has to scare you enough in a dream yeah. to actually be able to harm you. And the whole thing between um, one to four <laughs> in the Nightmare Elm Street series is if you're not scared of Freddy, he, he can't hurt you. He has no power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they kind of set up that he had. You have to be scared of him when they're not. They fight back as kids. They're able to cause damage. It's not because they're attacking him. It's because they're not scared and are attacking him. And there's that lovely scene with Eddie where he strangles the leopard to death <laughs> because he's not scared. Yeah. He's angry. He's pissed yeah. off that he's here again. And I actually really love that scene. I should mention that. No, 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 no. Sorry. Not the not the vomit part. But the, the, the vomit with the music that's the clip bad. playing over it. What the hell was uh, the point of that? That was a weird choice. So weird. Let's call it a choice. It's too <laughs> short to even be funny. I was just thrown by it completely. It was like a whiplash effect, right? You're like, what the fuck just happened? But <laughs> Um, but weird, like that's, I don't know, man. Like what were they planning? This film should have been scarier. I know I don't like horror films, but I can recognize this film was not scary. Okay. Well, about the tribal stuff, because I thought that was the, the weakest part of yes of the, of the whole setup. Um, even in the logic of the film, what relevance would it have? Because first of all, how would the Native Americans have... Uh, discovered that this is the way to do it. They built it. They they made that thing. Fine. Yeah. But it didn't work. Correct. Which is kind of so signposted. What the, so what is the point? It's signposted. I, I know they're all acting like Mike lied to them, <laughs> but like Mike said, they had this ritual to stop it. They've done it once before. Yeah. And he, they all turn or, on Mike for some or, reason. Well, because he didn't tell them that they all died and failed doing it. But to be fair, he's around. I think part of you knows they failed, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. set up like yeah. this is that this is the one sword that can it kill just, the Dark Lord. We've used it before. I'm like, did it kill the Dark Lord? Because he's alive. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't get why any of that was it just seemed like an excuse to make the film longer. Yes. Because that's why everybody has to go off and search for their tokens. Which itself would have been a fine movie. But you the whole it chapter two would have been better if you just take that. The whole uh, tribal thing, the whole searching for the tokens, take it out of the film entirely. It I becomes honestly, a 90-minute film and really nice and cohesive tells a straight story. 
I, I, I didn't like that all the fighting the token scenes were just like laid on each other like dominoes. But yeah. individually, like they I said, Dallas, yeah. I think they were good. As I say, if you made a film on its own of just those things, that, because the yeah. one with Bev, speaking with the old lady, two. that was freaking creepy. Bev was really Until the big yeah. golem thing comes out, which is just stupid. It's this is just stupid. This has to be an intentional choice, right? Like that, that big monster, that the old lady that comes out and attacks her but was obscenely bad. But it was so good until then. You've got yeah. the lady and she's yeah. kind of getting creepier and creepier and getting and, more and more assertive. And then, and then you then see you, Pennywise applying his makeup. But I was, um, I was going to say, even before that, like the, the old ladies in the background, like watching. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's yeah. fucking creepy. And then oh, yeah. she like stomps off like Pennywise. Oh, oh God, stop it. Yeah. Good stuff though, right? <laughs> but, but, well, well like, not the stomping. But no, until, no. Yeah. I like the, the stomping. The stomping mm. was good for me because then you're like, oh shit. Oh shit. That's, that's Pennywise. Yep. Like this is, if they had gone like straight from like that to then um, Pennywise putting the, the makeup on mm. and and that without the old woman like running in like trying to beat her up or whatever. <laughs> this golem thing that doesn't fit hard. inside her own house. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, that like, was. I'm yeah. going to devil's advocate and pitch as to why there is so much bad CGI choices in this film. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the budget was pretty high for a horror film. That was all the actors. <laughs> they had to pay the actors something. I don't know. I can't oh. imagine Bill Hader got a big chunk of that. I hope he did. I'm going to pitch Maybe. it as a choice. <laughs> he did a great job. Yeah, yeah, Bill was great. I'm going to pitch the bad CGI as a choice. Only this is this. You guys want to? You guys want to go on a, a long walk with me right now? As a stylization, is it a as stylization for their shitty childhood th- fears. All right, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. So yeah. they're literally making them look like the kinds of shitty monsters that you would be scared of as a kid. Uh-huh, but you're seeing them but through- But we're seeing them through an adult lens. Yeah. That's an artsy-fartsy okay. p- push on that. Oh. Uh, but, but but they didn't play on that. They didn't They did not. Off, they yeah. 100% did not. But I cannot imagine why they would allow such bad CGI into this film- that, that, no, that all no, scared the, was just act, objectively a bad idea. The yeah. CGI was good. But right? that old woman, I mean, the big the big one. No, turning lady. into the golem is a stupid idea. Yeah. But the golem, as it was rendered, was fine. But weird right? choice, right? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense in the story. Yeah. Like the leper was the same leper from the first one. It looked, I think that design looked stupid yeah. myself, but it is what it is. And it's pretty much practical, by the way, as well. That looks like a practical, like bit of prosthetics Maybe. on someone's face. Um, so I'm happy with that, but- the Paul Bunyan statue, again, to come back to it, was a weird choice. Yeah. Um, the way they did it, that is. So I just have to think that it wasn't just a bad in-house effects team that somebody... Mm. Co- just because they chose it doesn't no, mean it was, it's right, it was it, a, but I think it was done deliberately. The point. effects team was good, but it was just the choices of what to draw, that was, that was where the mistake happened. It wasn't in the execution, it was... Yeah. It was in the in, in the planning phase. It was right there from yeah. the start. So the scene where Beverly goes back and visits the old woman, um, actually from the book, that wasn't like an original one-time one, um, one key difference they made, which had me squirming because I didn't know how the scene would go, when she's drinking the tea, it's um, yeah. it's grey water, it's excrement. Oh, in the book. really? Yeah. And because the whole thing is dilapidated like it is right. there and all that, and it's all a setup for Pennywise, that's meant to be Pennywise's granddaughter or daughter okay. it is. Yeah. But obviously it's not at all an illusion, but the tea was shit. Right. Yeah. And there's a bit like when drinking it, she keeps making a bad face and she can't she can't work out like why and stuff. And that turns out because when the That's illusion why. drops, right. she's just drinking shit. 
shit. So I was squirming for other reasons that weren't relevant to this film. But um, <laughs> but great scene. I mean, I know yeah. it was the bad, but that, we should have mentioned that in the good because that's probably one. Of, that's probably the best it eerie cool. scene in yeah. the film. That yeah. and the little girl. I think that yep. before she gets snapped, very eerie stuff. Mm. But then um, it's just stupid, bad stuff. Um, the disappearing cut on their hands. I didn't mind that because that they, they kind of plays into Andrew's idea of the Jumanji effect of they're yeah, brought back to but kids. They they didn't do that. Though. I know, I know, but they literally they cut themselves. Oh god, that's so deep, wasn't it? This yeah, <laughs> so ridiculously deep. <laughs> Let me just get this katana out. Oh my god, giant <laughs> scars on their hands, and then after it's dead, it they it just disappears. It's very ham fisted. I agree. But then I guess I there are zombies c- going around and all that shit. That so, too. you know, you just got to gotta buy yeah. into it. But uh, just the, sim- the symbolism there. <laughs> the symbolism there of their trauma. It's, it's their past trauma yeah. being wiped clean. It's very on the nose. Mm-hmm. And I still, honestly, I like Andrew's version better when they revert back to being yes. kids. But that's nice. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That didn't kill me. What did kill me was, <laughs> and okay, this is a good and a bad. I hated in the original miniseries where Tim Curry was just a spider boy at the end. It was right. just a spider. Hey, Tim Curry, thank you for the ace performance that we remembered for fucking generations to come, but we You're don't done. want you for yeah. the finale. <laughs> good instinct. You're not welcome to the rap party. Yeah. Oh. Good instincts in this film saying Skarsgård was the highlight of last film. Let's actually have him be involved in the giant spider scene. Yeah. Good thought. Um, that turned into the alien queen from Aliens. But yeah, in a no. bad way. Yeah. It was just weird, but it wasn't. It felt like the. Did anyone hear you? I know you didn't, Andrew. You saw the finale to Stranger Things season three, Alex? Yeah. When they're in the mall and that big. the Yeah. yeah. It was like that, except Stranger Things did it much better. <laughs> yeah. And Stranger Things did it over two episodes, which is longer than this finale went for, mind you. And it still felt more scary in their, in their scenario. But I guess, once again, we, are, we do have kids facing that monster in Stranger Things. And this one, we've got Ben Hanlon with his. 15 biceps <laughs> such a big boy now um i don't know it just it didn't feel as threatening as it was and i didn't like the way that they killed eddie i knew he was going to die that i came to, i came to terms with that that was actually f- fine the, the, yeah, but it was, was the thing i had the least problem with it was so unoriginal though like i got yeah. it turns my back to monologue kill stabbed through the chest like it's like but you don't have to be original to tell a good story you just yeah. have to tell a good story yeah i did and the best I, stories yeah. You know, uh, uh, gone ones that have been rehashed and are still relevant. You still keep it fresh. I liked when they got sent off and went through like their their separate little illusions from Pennywise in that mm. end fight scene. That part I actually liked because it reminded me of Mysterio from Far From Home. Oh yeah, with the the elaborate illusions yeah. he gets up yeah, in a actually. good way because you can just when, when you're doing that kind of thing. Let's just throw some crazy fucking visuals at the wall. Let's do some cool shit that we can't do anywhere else. Let's have fun with it. Great stuff. I just think that Pennywise in the spider form, just unfortunately, they, they just got it wrong. I think it just came across as goofy. Yeah. But good instincts keeping scars. I don't want to slap him on the wrist and say, <laughs> you, you've done fine. But I also, I want to slap him a little bit. You know. Well, the payoff is there in that Pennywise dies as Pennywise, not as the spider. Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. How do you guys find the, the spider? I just thought the spider looked cheap. Uh, just, eh, I whatever. Know. I didn't care at that point. But I, just about the endings, that was a nice way to sort of rhyme with the whole theme of, of the film is that you're stronger together. So, again, this is mm. Pennywise's last-ditch effort. 
he's going to go all out and go crazy on these illusions just to try and keep everybody separate and try and get them all to give up and run away at that point because he knows he's lost otherwise. And it was a nice little nice little thing. Everybody overcomes their little fears. No, it's not real. I've got to do this for, for everybody else. And they all come back together. That was really nice. The spider's stupid, but yeah. the, the setup was nice. So two things I want to touch on. The original ending of the book and how they take up Pennywise, because I think that's really funny. And sure. I think we'll actually all agree, hopefully, that what we got is actually somehow better. I like uh, the ending was fine. No, the, no, the way you'll, you'll find out what it could have been. Though. <laughs> so I want to talk about the original ending. And also, I knew I should have written it down. I've forgotten the other thing. Let's start with the ending and see if I remember. So in the original, in the book, um, oh, I was forget the name. Who's the one whose little whose brother died again? Bill. Bill. Bill ends up. Um, under the oh yeah, so under the guidance of the giant space turtle that buffed out the universe. Did we speak about this last time? Yes, we did. In the in the in the it franchise, mm. there is is it Churin? Churin, I think it is. Anyway, there's this gigantic space turtle right. which had an upset stomach one day and threw up the known universe. Right. That's where the universe came, comes from in this series. He is the light point. Oh, this reminds me that the other point is um, just come back to deadlights for me after this one. So he's like the good half of the universe. Pennywise or it or whatever his actual name is was the counter to that. So these are two ancient beings that have been like contesting with one another. Yeah. Right. So space turtle makes the universe. Pennywise finds his way to earth. That's kind of that. That's where it goes. The, the turtle guides the losers club through how to defeat Pennywise in the first half. Right. And then the turtle helps them have good lives as adults until Pennywise returns. Sure. Then the turtle comes back and helps them out. And there's that this special ritual they're meant to do, different to how it's done in this, where they needed seven people. Because it's like this special seven-person ritual. And the whole point of Stanley dying is they have to go in and do an almost an impossible ritual because they're missing a member. That's why yeah. Stanley's death is so mm-hmm. important. Because yeah, it's like, right. yep, this gun has seven triggers that need to be pulled simultaneously. Anyway, it ends with Bill fighting Pennywise, effectively like Professor Xavier style, inside their minds. Okay. So it's like a literal, in fact, which is funny because James McAvoy was playing. <laughs> but um, right. they have a mind battle in which the ending result is that Bill bites off Pennywise's tongue from within his own mouth. Okay. And they have a mind battle until he kills him from inside out. Cool. Okay. Sure. Yep. But it's I'm giving the Sebastian version of it. I promise you, the book <laughs> version is a much more of an acid trip than that. And right. uh, and I can I can see that, you know, being done on screen and and being done well. Kind of yeah. my version, sure. My version, <laughs> I promise you, it was a lot weirder. Um, so that that's what we could have gotten. We could have had it ended with a one-on-one mind battle, which kind of negates the rest of the losers a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But is it better than roasting someone to death? No, I don't it's know. It's <laughs> tough, man. It's tough. Um, I just wanted to point out, it was just, it's weird from a narrative perspective that, so Pennywise, this horrible bitch of a creature, is technically these three floating lights, the dead lights. Right. So, as a bad guy, actually just being a source of infinite light is a weird thing to come into being. Especially but when. Weird the, enough to go, oh, okay, that's yeah. how, how on earth would you fight that? Yeah. And the loser's way of stopping him with the, with the ancient ritual is to literally shroud the light in darkness yeah. which and sounds doesn't it sound like they're coming from the wrong spots yeah. <laughs> because the bad guy is the light and the right. good guys have yeah. to be the darkness yeah. but they're doing the right thing and it's I just want to point out because it's an if I interesting don't it like I wasn't paying attention it's an interesting idea that's really horribly executed yeah. yes 
But I just wanted to point out because it's like that just yeah. that's so narratively backwards. It, it does seem flipped, yeah. Because anyway, good stuff. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's I mean, that could be a Doctor Who episode. Yep. Where that's the big reveal that oh, we have to be the darkness. You know, we have to be the bad guys from from this thing's perspective, even though it's a bad guy to us. Yep. Yeah. That's that's that kind of works nicely. I just wish they had played more into it, especially because the idea of like effectively they need to not be scared of it to kill it yeah. and I would have liked the fact that their lesson to be we just have to become badass like that would be great <laughs> like let's not become villains but they need to become like hardened characters and the idea that the way to victory is just by being a yeah. dick anyway that's my read on it anyone else want to cover any more bad before we move on to verdicts then let's do it alright but to be the man you gotta beat the man and I'm saying woo right here I'm the man. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Slap it on with the might of Zeus! It looks beautiful. It's genuinely creepy. It's well cast. It's so stupid. I don't know where you're leaning on. <laughs> I kind of came in thinking you weren't going to recommend it, but now I'm, I'm really confused. It has a lot of good things about it, but overall just totally misses the mark for me. Okay. I did not... It, I enjoyed bits, but not as a whole, not as a product. So how many thumbs up do you give it? Oh, two out of five, yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't m- make the mark. There, there are good things about it, but it doesn't make it for me. Okay. I, I would not enjoy watching this a second time. I'm not going to say I'm not going to watch it again. Not, yeah. in it, not, not in its entirety. I would watch individual scenes and such and enjoy it, but not as a whole. Is that your whole thing, Dallas? <laughs> yeah, like there, there are bits that I like. There are bits that I thought was stupid as well. But I'm not going to say to anyone who hasn't watched it that it's pointless watching it. Because there are there are good things about it. You may enjoy it. You may like the things that we didn't. So give it a go. The second part of the miniseries was the worst part of the miniseries, and unfortunately, that seems like a common thing now with this with this um, story. And I think it's just yeah, there's a lot of choices here that were bad, but it also has to be said. I think the second half of the book is also worse. <laughs> um, the worst part of the book when it comes yeah, to the, the adult portion. It's, the adult stuff is not written well. No, it's unfortunately it's just not as concise and clear and I, I mean or is compelling no the kids were so damn good this time around and I would that that's one of the pluses to this movie is they they brought them back a lot more than they ever did in the miniseries because they didn't really in the miniseries but all in all I don't think this is a train wreck it's just unfortunately it chapter one was a very I mean I, I know you didn't like it Andrew but it was better it was a, a, yeah comparatively very good film but this wasn't it just wasn't there um, but I do think as somebody who doesn't like scary movies, there was a lot of character stuff in this. I didn't explain it this way, but honestly, the way that he had these characters playing off each other, it reminded me more of like a Marvel film or a modern Disney film. There was so much focus just on the relationship between these adults, which for somebody like me, who's not here for the scares was great. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to say, yes, I do recommend it. And for me, it's, it's on the strength. It's on the back of the cast here because I think they did a damn good job considering what they were working around was kind of crap. Yeah. But yeah. So next week we've got High School we're, High. We're, we're very much off the mic. I was trying to think of a segue there. Uh, we've got John Lovitz. 
the Lovable conclusion John Lovitz. to the to the trilogy of awfulness or what was it? The trilogy the triangle of, of garbage. Oh, yeah. uh, right. Yes. It started with Master of Disguise. We dipped into Napoleon Dynamite and we continue to dip into High School High or not. I don't know. I can't. I'm, I, st- I'm still digesting that film at the moment. Watching the film, I completely forgot that that's what we were doing it for. Yeah, it's good, right? This. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll hear all about, about it. it next week. Yep, perfect. <laughs> all right. Um, socials. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Second Take Podcast or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. Go to Facebook and go to Second Take Podcasts thing on Facebook. Big thanks to um, all of our fans there. We actually just cracked um, 10,000 over 10, last weekend. Hey. So, if holy shit, calm down. If everyone of you just gave us $1, we'd be so much better off. <laughs> yep, we'll have air conditioning in the studio. Wouldn't that be good right now? Yes, yep. I'm actually dying. Yep. All right, and you can hit us up on our Facebook. Nope, done that one. Our website, <laughs> secondtakepodcast.com. Um, we have an email. If you want to drop us a line, yo. Uh, or second sign take us pod- up for some free shit. Yeah, just sign us up for some porn to that one. Because I assume that's what you enter email addresses for, right? Oh, Secondtechpodcast.com. Don't do that. Oh my God, don't do that. Um, <laughs> and we do have a Patreon if you'd like to support the show. Uh, Patreon.com slash second take. Well, we'll see you guys next week for High School High, but we'll see you on Wednesday for a fun episode of the Variety Hour. Woo! Huzzah! Love you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 